Welcome to the Potter Podcast, where you will find knowledge, resources, and information on everything real estate related. We are happy to have you join us for our topic and discussion for today. I am your host, Ryan Potter, and I am excited to jump into this new episode. So let's get started. Today's episode is brought to you by the Potter Real Estate Group at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Ambassador Real Estate. Potter Real Estate Group is owned and ran by me, Ryan Potter, the team leader, where it is our goal to give our clients an experience they would be excited to tell their friends and family about when buying or selling a home. Everything you need to know about me and my team can be found on our website at www.pottergroupinc.com or on social media by simply searching for me or the Potter Real Estate Group. Make sure you check us out and send us a message. We'd love to connect with you. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the Potter Podcast. And I have got a great question uh, to answer for you guys today. And uh, it's something that we're experiencing uh, quite a bit as well. And uh, and that is, where do I start when I'm buying a home? Like, what's the best thing to do? What's the first thing I need to do? All that kind of stuff. And uh, this can get a lot of answers. Um, and so again, welcome to the Potter podcast. For those of you watching live, uh, thanks for following. And uh, hopefully this will be a good one for you to answer some of those questions. And uh, so that is something that has been coming up a lot. And especially uh, if you've been listening recently, I've been talking a lot about um, the buyers that are out in this market, right? And uh, it seems like there is a high demand in every single price range, which there is. Um, but one thing that I've started noticing is that there are a lot more buyers than I think are actually capable of buying a house. And uh, let me explain that uh, a little bit. And what I mean by that is I think that there is a lot of people that are out there in this market that think they can buy a house or they've written things down on paper um, and they've been told that they can buy a house, but there's things that they just don't realize uh, that comes with um, a part of that process and buying a home. And so I want to break down some things, um, some things that we've been running into and also um, just some things to be aware of if this is you and you're thinking about it and, um, and you're wondering what you should do in this current time and all that kind of stuff. So let me break that down. So um, where um, do I start this process? Um, I think that's a really good question. I think you'll get a lot of different answers for it, but I will tell you what we recommend um, and then we can kind of go from there step by step. So what I would say is if you're someone that's thinking about purchasing a home, um, I think the very first step obviously is reach out to um, your realtor if you have one. Um, if you don't, do some research on um, finding one of those people and then get connected uh, with them and someone that they work with, um, especially uh, what I mean by work with is a lender that they are working with locally. Okay. Now, why is working with someone locally important? Well, let me tell you some stories that have been taking place lately. Um, and I'll just tell you a recent one that I had. So, um, I had buyers that we uh, got together on a contract back in January and, um, we were set to close, uh, this past week. And uh, two days, actually like five days before closing, I got word from the underwriter um, that they were going to deny the loan. And I was like, how is this possible? Like we're, we've been under contract for two months and now they're going to deny the loan. 
Um, come to find out there was some discrepancies there with uh, his pay and um, his things like that. Good morning, Kaylee Beebe. I see you and your nice little comment there. Um, thanks for following. And, uh, and I guess um, what I was saying is, sorry, as I got sidetracked there, people commenting on the live, um, but he got uh, pre-approved uh, through a, a lender that was out of state and, um, and it was a military lender and um, nothing against any of those things. Um, and so I wanted to be able to help him out. You know, I had done some transactions with them in the past and haven't had any issues. Um, but what had taken place is uh, he worked two part-time jobs. And, um, and one of those uh, part-time jobs, he hadn't been there for more than two years. And so we had included that, uh, or he had included that in his um, application. And then when the underwriter finally got around to it and did some checking in, uh, they realized that he wasn't there for more than um, two years and they couldn't include that income. And then that's what made them uh, basically give the denial of the letter. And so here we were uh, five days out from closing and trying to patch this up and trying to make it work. And then we come to find out uh, that wasn't going to work. And so um, you had to walk away. So you can understand um what might have been going on, and I won't get into all those details, but um, you can understand that a seller's probably not too happy when they get word at five days out from closing uh, that, hey, we might not close on this house due to financing. Um, and there were some issues that came up, even though, even though we had a pre-approval letter. Okay, so that's important to know too, is just because you have a pre-approval letter from someone or they've been pre-qualified, um, this is, does not mean that they're like fully through that process and that um, they've been verified. Now, I will say this. There are some lenders starting to do this, and this is why I would say get with a local lender because some of these local lenders have started saying, okay, hey, here's what we're going to do. When a buyer fills out an application, we're going to send it right away to underwriting and have them verify all this stuff. And within a couple days, the underwriter will look over um, their financial situation and all those things that they need. And then they will get back to you and say, hey, this person's good to go, um, which I think is super helpful, especially knowing what took place with this last story that I just showed or shared with you, um, is that it would be nice to know, um, right, that they are good throughout the whole entire process. And so that's just one example of something that could go wrong uh, when you're thinking about or making a decision on who to use as a lender. So again, use someone that's experienced, use someone that is knowledgeable and that you can get a hold of like right away. A lot of times when you're working with some of these lenders that are outside of the network or outside of the local um, uh, area that you're in, it sometimes causes a lot of problems. One, because they're not here and they're not local and they don't know um, sometimes what a lot of things are happening in your state or even weather, right? Like weather sometimes, you know, like we'll throw, we'll have like a roof that needs to get replaced in the middle of winter. Well, that roofer can't get over there and replace a roof until the snow has been melted and that it's safe to get up on the roof. But if you have a lender that's in California, uh, which we've had before, that lender's like, well, I don't understand why we can't, um, why we can't get the roof done. And you're like, well, there's snow on the roof. And they're like, well, we can't escrow that. And just another issue where they don't understand uh, the current conditions uh, as far as weather uh, here in Nebraska. It can be 70 degrees one day and still snow the next. Like that's how crazy our weather is. So 
some of those things are important, especially when you are making those decisions. So um, where do I start? Let me, uh, now that we've covered that, you know, get with your realtor and then get connected with a local lender. Okay, that's really important. Um, and then once you go through that process, um, right, and once you not only get that pre-approval, but like I've been talking about, if you have them have their underwriter take a look at it, then you know um, basically that you are good to go throughout that current and full transaction. Okay, so those are some of the issues um, that we've been seeing that we've been dealing with. Um, you obviously get some other ones where, um, again, if you're working with, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to name names of certain, um, lending companies or whatever, but you know, there's those ones that you see that are, that are on commercials and online that are like, Hey, get pre-approved in 30 minutes. It's that in 30 seconds, it's that easy, you know, like one click here and you just, and that's not really getting pre-approved. That's not really knowing, like, there's no way that somebody can approve you in like 30 seconds, right? Just by filling something out. Okay. So there's a process there that needs to take place that you need to understand. Um, and when somebody's not doing their due diligence in that process, you run into issues and that's where circumstances happen that are not usually fun to be in. Um, the last thing that I want, right, is to get my clients and my buyers out there really excited to go purchase a house and we write up on something and then they they come to find out that they can't get the house, whether that's due to financing or that's due to something else that came up. Like that's no fun. It's not a fun situation to be in. It's not a part of my job that I like, um, although it is a part of my job. Right. So it's what comes with the territory. Um, but I just wanted to uh, give you guys kind of a heads up on that and something to think about. And then once you get through that process, right then you actually, I would say, get back with your realtor and discuss, okay, here's what we've been pre-approved for. Now, this is the other thing that I think is really important. Where is the area that you are most comfortable in making a monthly payment? Okay. So what I love about my local lender that I refer my clients to is um, he will basically, you know, walk them through that entire process. And then he'll say, Hey, you're approved for this amount but your buyers are most comfortable staying in this range because this is where they want to be for a monthly payment. And I love that because then it allows me to go back to them when we meet up and say, okay, here's what's going on in the current market. This is your top end and where you want to be. Here's where we should probably start looking at home. So it allows all of us to be on the same page and set that right expectation moving forward before we even get into writing up a contract or any of those things, right? Then it also allows me to explain to them what is actually happening in the market so it can prepare them for the kind of offer that they're going to have to write, right? So again, you've been hearing me say this over and over as it relates to our current market and things happening that, you know, if you're pre-approved, let's say for um, 300,000, right? But you want to stay in that 250 to 275 range, I'm probably going to be taking you to 225, 230 houses because I understand what's happening currently in this market and there's people that are offering with escalation clauses all the way up to like 260, 270 in those certain price ranges. And that puts us right where your max is. And so, again, it comes down to not only using someone that's local, that can uh, be a phone call away or a text away that's going to get back to you right away um, from the lending side, if you have any questions there, but also a realtor who understands 
what's happening in this market on a daily basis, okay? Again, you hear me reiterate this over and over, and there's probably a reason why I'm reiterating this over and over, and you hear me repeating it so many times because it happens over and over, and we see it happening with clients that have horrible experiences because they go and they get with um, a realtor that just got their license or like as a family friend that they're trying to help out and wanting to get their business started or they're part-time um, and doing it on the side as like a side hustle. And then they get into these these multiple offer situations and they write up seven, eight, nine, ten 10 times and they're never getting it. And they're like, I just don't know what we're doing wrong. Well, I can tell you what you're doing wrong. Either you have an agent that's not willing to tell you that you need to be more aggressive or you have an agent that's not experienced or knowledgeable enough to understand what is currently happening in this market because they're not in it on a daily basis. Okay, so it's very important to know and to have someone who is there that's in it every single day who knows what kind of offers are being written, who knows what kind of contingencies are being waived, who knows what a seller is asking for, right? Who knows some secrets that may be working that are getting his buyers into houses and under contract, right? Or hers. Um, so what I mean by all of this stuff is it's just smart to do your research when it comes to making a lot of these decisions because you're buying one of the biggest assets that you ever will in your entire life. So as you're doing that, why wouldn't you do the research on one, finding a good local lender, and finding a good realtor. That's where you need to start, okay? And that's the importance of um, not just jumping on to a realtor.com or a Zillow.com or wherever it is um, and sit there and go try to find someone. Good morning, Nicole, hope you're doing well. I love it, you guys are commenting, this is nice. Um, Justine Campbell, I see you, you're watching, I love it, thank you for watching. Um, and what I was saying is like, it's important to um, definitely do the research and then take your time, right? Because a lot of people are sitting there and they go find this house online and then they go and want to write up an offer or they go reach out to this realtor who's on one of those sites that may not be um, experienced or knowledgeable, but they just want to get into that house, right? Without going through the proper process. So again, I'm telling you these things because there is a good and perfect way to do this um, if you're a buyer that's thinking about purchasing a house. Take the right steps so that you don't regret making those decisions early on and running off your emotions rather than um, your, what is it, uh, logic in as far as making the right decision up front so that you don't find yourself in a bind uh, moving forward. And so, um, again, another thing I want to say about uh, a lot of those things that are online, too, is because the market is happening so quickly and things are going under contract um, very quickly, sometimes within hours of getting listed, um, a lot of those websites aren't able to update right away as well. So you might see something that is um, looks available or looks like it's for sale, but then once you reach out to your realtor and they look it up, um, a lot of times I come back to my people and I'm like, hey, it's already under contract or it's pending. And they're like, what the heck? We It just showed up. Like it's It's been here for like a day. I'm like, I know, that's how fast things are quickly going. 
Um, but that again is why you want to find somebody that's in it on a daily basis. So um, with that being said, uh, hopefully this has been helpful for you guys. Hopefully this at least um, if it gives you, um, if you're someone that's in the uh, the current situation where you're thinking about buying, um, that's those are the things that I would say you need to do first and where you need to start. And then um, as we move forward in that process, you know, then if you have an experienced agent, they're going to be able to, to hold your hand and walk you through the rest of the process and set the right expectation um, for you as you move forward. So again, that's key. Make sure that your agent is setting forth um, reality as far as um, what to expect as you're moving forward once you get pre-approved and you know what that number is and you know what you're heading into in that market. If they don't know what's happening in that market or they don't have strategies that they can use to help um, basically make your offer more aggressive, I would say it's time to get a new realtor. Um, so again, just make sure that you're doing your due diligence in that and uh, watching that. So um, with that being said, hope you guys are doing well and uh, I appreciate you guys watching. We will uh, talk to you soon. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Potter Podcast today. If you enjoyed it, please do me a favor, subscribe and leave a five-star review Share this with someone you know and go to connectwithpotter.com and shoot me a message or a DM on one of the social media platforms and let me know what you enjoyed about the episode. And more importantly, let me know what you would like me to cover in future episodes moving forward. Thanks a lot for your support. I look forward to next time. We'll talk to you later.